listener, welcome. And if you're an old subscriber, thank you so much for subscribing to whichever app that you are listening to. I appreciate you. So this way you can listen to the latest episodes when they get published. I've been recently inspired by several sessions that I've gone through within the past few days. I would say about maybe a week and a half even. Kind of a theme, a reoccurring one is people coming to me and saying that they are being taken advantage of. It's a common statement that sometimes we make and we don't know exactly what that means. And today we're going to gain an understanding of what that actually means about you when you say, I am being taken advantage of. We need to understand those aspects of our personality, the things that we've been conditioning for and reinforcing for so many years. Why do we say people take advantage of me? Um, and what does that mean? I want to start by telling the story, as I would in true Tala fashion, how things get started to begin with. And I want to give credit to social conditioning and how we understand generosity. Because you can't talk about being taken advantage of uh, or giving without really truly understanding the, the idea or the concept that we all understand universally as generosity. Generosity or giving first attached in a lot of ways, I don't know if you noticed this, but I have, uh, to maybe some kind of guilt aspect. I would have to owe this or credit this to possibly the idea of how we were brought up with some sort of religious background. Uh, we have to consider that because all around the world, the majority of people practice some some type of religion, which acts as a moral gauge for our society. We might recite biblical verses, verses from the Quran or any other religion, any other faith, and we use this in a lot of ways to stabilize beliefs, maybe support beliefs we might have. But of course, the individual interpretation of the person will always win. So although we are given some important verses about generosity, what it means to, to give, we interpret it in the way we choose to interpret it. So I'm going to give you an example. There is a biblical verse that says, under Galatians 6.2, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Hebrews 13.16 says, and do not forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifices, God is pleased. Now, I'm only giving you a couple here, but you, you get the idea how this can somehow establish the belief that we give, give, and we give without wanting anything back. We give in need because I have, I will be, be able to give. So this gives you an idea biblically how maybe generosity or giving looks like. We can even assume from this that it is selfish not to be able to give, not to help, right? Uh, now, again, subjective interpretation of religious ideas can cause this to sway in different ways. I can use this belief in the back of my mind to maneuver it in any way I want to. 
especially if I am maybe raising my children, I might give them these ideas that they need to give. And if you don't give or you don't think of other people, then you are selfish. I also want to refer to the Quran, which is, uh, it's a quote from the Quran. And it says, charity is for those in need who in Allah's cause are restricted, for example, from travel and cannot move about in the land seeking for trade or work. So in this verse, you're getting the idea that we are to help people who cannot help themselves. And that makes sense, right? Again, if the subjective mind takes this uh, and overdoes it, you know, we, we will come out with a variety of different ways that this can be interpreted. Now, another verse from the Quran that I want to tell you about says, Worship none but Allah, treat with kindness your parents and kindred and orphans and those in need. Speak fair to the people, be steadfast in prayer, and practice regular charity. And again, it tells us about giving to people around us, to our parents, to our family. So we grow up with this idea that there's an an undertone, if you really want to admit it, an undertone that a human can detect, which is known as guilt. I don't think spiritually that is the intention of these verses, and it's not the intention of religion to use guilt to as to teach or correct behaviors or to teach people how to strengthen their moral gauge. However, the human variety will take this information and turn it into variety. So now I want us to point out that this type of social conditioning, and I can refer to almost every faith. I just gave you to the two kind of major ones that maybe I've interacted with and that I lived through, you know, coming from two different countries. And so I can tell you from personal experience, there's an element that plays in the background that kind of teaches people that giving to family, giving to friends, giving, giving, giving is needs to be done because if it's not done, then you become selfish. Uh, it's kind of, but that's not what religion is saying, but that's how we teach it to, to one another. That's how we correct each other's behavior. We do it this way. I want to make sure that I repeat, it is not the purpose of spirituality or religion to do that. It is not there to, to use guilt. It doesn't have to use guilt. The idea is that in a, in a spiritual development to work on the skills of giving, but it doesn't mean I give everything, right? Uh, because that's not going to be beneficial to either you or the person, but people can again use this information uh, at their own whim. Okay. So understanding religion and how it plays as a motivator for guilt when giving. So that's the relationship I first want to point out within, within social conditioning. Now, the second thing I want to point out is that we've learned through social conditioning that we are entitled to fairness. Okay. We are entitled to fairness and that if you give, we need to get back. So you reap what you sow. Also, this comes with karma, cause and effect. We get what we put out. Um, even in the karmic idea, what karma means is basically I'm going to live the karma that that has been the effect of past lives. I'm going to live it in this lifetime. A another way to say that if I put in, I'm going to get equally back. It can be read this way. However, I don't think, again, the intention of faith or spirituality is to to ensure that fairness and equality is uh, in 
giving or generosity. No, no, no. The idea of being generous is about giving for those in need, right? It, it has even a, a radical undertone that people don't even have to deserve it for us to give it to them. However, it also means that if giving them something, uh, that might be detrimental to you and it might hurt them, please don't give. And I'm going to describe that a little bit more, but I want us to kind of get an idea of the reap what you sow type of idea that, uh, giving fairly, we, we perceive today from social conditioning that we are entitled to some kind of justice. We're not learning to accept humanity in its imperfect nature and in accepting humanity in its imperfect nature, uh, we can work on it, but unfortunately we don't accept it. And the reason why we don't, we don't, we don't accept it is because we tend to judge it and we tend to judge other people that are doing it quickly instead of understanding or accepting that people are going to do it. Now, I'm still judging other people doing it. I'm judging that they're giving, not giving enough, not giving me more, not, I'm not, you know, I'm giving a lot and they're not giving me enough. And so I'm, I'm talking about fairness here, right? We, we're sitting there judging fairness and equality in the world. And we think this is a okay. We think this, we have this entitlement to do so. Okay. Now I need you to accept and not be shocked that there is inequality in this world. There are as many, uh, unfair and unjust observations of humanity as there are humans. So in no way am I sitting here telling you that it is going to be a world of perfection and that people should be, you're not going to hear me say people should be fair. People should be loving. People should be, should be, should be equal. People should be just. That would be nonsense because I'm not accepting human nature. In order for me to work on what it is I need to work on as a human and within my nature, I got to accept that these are part of my nature in order for me to correct them basically. Okay. But I can only do my part. I can't do anybody else's part. I can only do my part. Now follow me so far. We're talking about social conditioning that has impacted our idea of given and, uh, generosity, which leads us to why we perceive we are taken advantage of. Okay. Now, when we are looking at people and we are judging and comparing this person's giving this one, I gave a lot more than this person. This person gave me very little. Uh, they're taking advantage of me. This, these concepts are not the most generous. We, we kind of sit in them and repeat them over and over again saying a person is taking advantage of me and it's a false idea because number one if you know that a person is taking advantage of you then the fact that you know it and you're not stopping it then you have an agenda yourself hear me out on this okay hear me out on this because when when we're talking about we want to go back to spirituality i think the spirituality has great ideas because they really refer to giving but not giving everything all at one time and giving out of guilt that's not what they said in the spiritual sense and in the in a, in a uh, religious sense giving is about giving people that are in need giving what I have because I have an abundance of it. Giving without wanting anything in return 
It's not about measuring how much a person is giving. It's not even about telling people that I'm giving them. I can give anonymously. So there's no way a person can take advantage of you because number one, free will. You have it. I have it. We all have a free will to uh, make decisions, to give away something or to keep something. We have a free will to say yes or no. We are not powerless. However, when I give away my power, I am doing it for a reason. There's always a reason. So I want you to ask yourself, what do I get out of it? What is it that I get out of it when I don't express my boundaries, when I don't know, I don't say no, or when I don't say yes. And people say the statement often, and it's pretty funny. They say, I don't know how to say no. <laughs> no, no, it's really easy. Just, just, it's an N and an O, put them together. It's no, but that's not what they mean. What they really, really mean when they tell me this is, Tala, I have a lot of fears that keep me from saying or making a boundary with another person. So I would rather give away quite a bit of my boundaries than say no, because I'm afraid. And this could be different types of fear. The most common ones are fear of rejection, fear of disapproval, fear of abandonment. So I'll keep having a person quote unquote, take advantage of me. Uh, but it's not really them taking advantage of me, is it? I'm using it as a way to, in a lot of ways, control their response as well. So there's no such thing of me being taken advantage of me knowing that for one thing, knowing that I'm being taken advantage of and thinking I'm still being taken advantage of. Do you get what I'm saying? It just, it doesn't make sense to me. If you're being taken advantage of you and you know it, you're the only one that is making it happen. You're the only one that can stop it. There's a reason why you're not saying no. Identify what the heck that fear is because in that is where the healing needs to happen for you. We're trying to probably heal old wounds. What fear is stopping you from making boundaries? And this will come from probably... Uh, early on in childhood, it will start developing this fear, a fear of abandonment, fear of disapproval, uh, fear of not being enough, uh, fear of low self-worth, fear of rejection. Those varieties of different fears will be reinforced during childhood and continue on into adult years. A parent may sometimes, if they have not resolved their own issues, pass this down to a child. So they may uh, rehearse things like, you know, when you think you think about yourself, you're selfish. When you uh, don't share uh, or don't take care of your brothers and your sisters, then you're selfish. If you don't care about what people think, then you're selfish. So now we understand that giving is generous, right? We got to give generously. It's just generous. I am giving, giving, giving. But there's a gauge that needs to be in giving for it to be wise, for it to be useful. Because not all giving, friends, is generous. A lot of the times, if we give, 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 but we start resenting the person we are giving to because they are taking advantage of us, then at this point, it is no longer becoming out of generosity. We are giving out of guilt. We're getting giving out of fear, uh, fear of placing a boundary. Here we go again. But it is not out of generosity. So do you understand how it kind of plays out in our, in our world today? I recently spoke to a patient that 
had hard time making boundaries with her husband. She uh, continued to receive abuse and stay in the marriage, make very little boundaries, make excuses for why his behavior is like this. Also, in the middle of this conversation, she is telling me how he's taken advantage of her. Basically, she, he lets her do everything and she does, and he does nothing. He doesn't help her. It's not, he doesn't give it back. And he basically, the idea of he's, I'm giving all this stuff and he's not giving me much back. He's breadcrumbing this love uh, that he's giving me. And I'm giving all of it. And I'm starting to resent this. That's what's kind of coming out as she's talking to me. Now, in this case, giving, 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 is that considered a generous act in this relationship? I would think it would probably do more harm than good. Giving with wisdom means I know that when I'm giving a person something that they are not or may not have shown me in the past, may not have the ability to handle it with fragility and care, that I must take this thing away. I must stop giving to that person that specific thing. Now, this is probably a very generous act in itself because sometimes not giving that person something also hurts me too. It's a sacrifice I decide to make as well, right? And so it's gonna, it's, it's done out of really true compassion. And we can, say, I'm giving, giving my husband everything. I don't know why, but then I'm angry at him because I'm giving him so much. And I don't, I'm angry at him because technically I'm not making any boundaries with him and I keep giving and giving, but I'm just not learning about how I give and why I keep giving. Even if he's not giving any reciprocation back and maybe he might be taking advantage of it. But when I spoke with this young lady, she was able to tell me that she does have a fear of, uh, uh, being abandoned. She's gone through a tough life with parents that are addicts, really a lot of chaos growing up. And so she tries to make basically this relationship as stable as she can, but she's doing or trying to do, let me put it this way, two people's work, two people's job in this marriage. She's trying to do his job and her job, and she's starting to resent it. And that makes sense why she would. Okay. I hope that makes sense to everybody here. Giving, we need to give with wisdom. It's not about giving, giving, giving. That is not what these beautiful verses are saying. Giving with wisdom, friends. Giving with wisdom. So we are not being taken advantage of, or even better yet, allowing people to do it. Uh, okay. Now, Tala, how are we going to heal this core childhood wound this wound we've been reinforcing where I'm a martyr. I've been glorifying it for years, how I give, 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 because I don't want to be feel selfish. Well, actually, that's the first thing we got to get rid of is that belief that if I don't give, that somehow I am selfish and that if I give, it needs to be done. Whether I give or not give, boundaries are going to be done out of compassion. It's not just about giving, but it's about giving with compassion for the person. Is what I'm about to give this person, is this person able to handle it, take care of it, use it wisely, or are they going to mistreat my giving? And in that is where the compassion starts. I'm not going to put this person in a situation where I'm either going to hurt themselves or hurt me with what I'm giving them. And now expand that to almost everything that you could think of, whether it's friendships with your loved ones, family, uh, whatever, spouses, whatever, expand it to everything, work, whatever you want. 
Okay. And you'll see this at work too. This martyr was like, I am a workaholic. I go to work every day and they give, 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 give their time. They, they do overtime. They try to do more than what they're being asked to do. And then they start resenting that job when let's say the boss decides to hire or promote someone else instead of them. And then they'll start resenting, but I've done all these things, but who did you do it for? What did you do it for? Again, there goes the entitlement. I, I did something and they need to give it back to me because it's fairness and equality, but that's not what it's about. I'm, I'm going to accept that I gave, gave out of my own free will with the expectation that I would get it back. However, they did not tell me to do it. They did not force me to do it. I did it out of my own free will. So I need to take responsibility to pull it back. I'm not going to wait for them to tell me, Tala, please stop working this much. Uh-uh. If they benefit from, from me and me working a lot, why would they tell me to stop? I have to know my boundaries so I can be compassionate to them and compassionate to myself. I hope you're hanging out with me so far and I haven't lost you somewhere. Come back. <laughs> okay. What I'm trying to help explore today with you guys is that is giving that much is really, is, is somebody really taking advantage of me when I know I'm being taken advantage of, or is it serving me a lot more and I'm just hiding behind this, uh, martyrship, this, oh my God, I'm so great because I give and give and give. And you're like a giver that tell, like tells people that you're giving, which if you think about it in a spiritual perspective, I don't know how many verses I've ran across, whether it's in the Quran, in Buddhism, in the Bible. I don't know how many verses I've ran into that basically tell me that when you give, give anonymously. Do not tell everybody that you're giving, right? That's not to help our spiritual and of course, of course, emotional, psychological growth. It's not, it's not going to develop it when I know I'm, when I got to give, give, give and tell people, well, you're not giving me back, darn it. No, if they're not giving me back, then it becomes my decision. What do I do next? I don't keep giving, 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 giving because friends, that's not compassionate. Okay. I just want to repeat that. And Tala, why do you keep repeating? Because that is what I do. You're going to remember it better when I keep repeating. Repetition works for you and it works for me. That's why I also feel free. And I keep mentioning this, um, to listen to these episodes over and over. It, it doesn't hurt to listen to them multiple times to get this conditioning going or reconditioning. And let me just tell you, we all need this one here because we've said it at one point. They take advantage of me. This is something that we all want to work on within our human nature. I've been taken advantage of. It makes me look like a victim, right? You can think of a breakup where you might have said it. Well, he or she took advantage of me. And that is not true. I got something out of it, but apparently we missed that part because their behavior was much louder and maybe more blatantly hurtful. Uh, but mine was hurtful too, because if I go back to an abusive relationship and I keep allowing them to abuse me over and over again, and I'm not stopping. Stopping it by removing myself from it. Who am I compassionate to? Who am I compassionate to? Do you get what I'm saying? Okay. I hope this was helpful to you guys today. I don't want anybody to to say anymore. <laughs> uh, he or she or someone is taking advantage or they're taking advantage of me. Nobody is in charge of your boundaries except you. Whether you either convey them or act on them, you tell people about your boundaries through your actions and through what you say. 
but mostly through your actions, right? Because I can tell a person, you know, don't hit me anymore, but they keep hitting me, then my actions will speak a lot louder. I will just remove myself from that person's presence so they don't harm me anymore. I don't go back to the abuser and keep getting abused, right? Because I'm sending a mixed message there. Okay. So I want it to make you cringe from here on out when you, when you, when you think about it, they're taking advantage of me. <laughs> no, you're choosing not to make a boundary. That's what that means. So I hope I clarified that for you so we can recondition this, uh, social conditioning that we've had for many, many years. We've taken beautiful ideas that are, uh, you know, spiritually inclined. We're taking them and we're distorting them to correct or teach behavior that was supposed to be, you know, uh, quote unquote good, but it's not, not coming out good friends. It's not coming out good because it has the undertone of guilt being associated with it. So we don't want to teach anything with guilt. We don't want to use that as a motivator because if we continue to use guilt as a motivator, it just gets us emotionally stuck. It makes us come up with some distorted ways and distorted thinking patterns that cause us problems. Guilt never produces anything good. It is not producing good fruit. So stop planting it. (laughs) And if it's already been planted, please prune it. It is your job to do the pruning. All right. Let's see here. I think this is, this is all I got on being taken advantage of. There's no exploitation here. It's been a false idea. It is a delusion that we're being exploited somehow when somebody's taken advantage of me. Not true. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight. I'm sending you love, light, and the realization that one must accept, not judge, human nature and all its defects to change them. This has been an episode of Drive Through.